here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Tim Berry Podcast. I'm very excited today to have Brian Akers on the show. Brian, thank Hi you so there. much for being here and letting us come. We are at the fantastic Atlanta Backline Company in Clarkson? The wonderful, versatile city of Clarkson. Clarkson. Not many people know it, but it's here. Um, and the Atlanta Backline Company uh, prem premise, what's it called? The, uh, the compound here is just absolutely impressive. You've got stacks and stacks Thank of you. gear building up. Um, and so I wanted to talk to you a little bit today about how you get into something like this. Um, you know, I'm sure it, it can be a little bit challenging at times and um, a little bit, uh, a lot to manage. Um, so talk yeah. to me sort of how Atlanta Backline Company got started and came to be and how you got into this business. Sure thing. And might I say, you have a wonderful beard. Oh. I've always been impressed by Tim's beard. It's really incredible. I just really let incredible. it grow and, it, you know, it yeah. seems to... I was beard farming a few years ago and um, I, get, I have these two gray streaks right here. Mm -hmm. So I could have um, probably dressed up for Halloween for Rob's, like Rob Zombie pretty yes. easy. So I, I, I cut it off. So I, uh, I, I actually shave, shave almost every day now, which Aww. is weird. It's kind of a new... New thing. Maybe it's because um, I'm middle-aged. I'm yeah. 42. I'm, I'm turning the corner. I'm rounding second. You know? I feel like if I shave this now, everyone, no one would recognize me. It's yeah. been too long. Oh, actually, so, yes, Atlanta Backline is a, a music instrument rental company that I started with my um, uh, business partner and friend, Mark Brown, who yes. passed away a couple of years ago. Yes. Sorry um, to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, while doing this, I've also been touring a little bit on the side as a stage manager or production manager. And a couple of years ago, a few years ago now, I, was, I did about a year with Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. And the whole time that I worked with them, up until towards the end, I had my beard, yes. which I had never really grown before. And then, I don't know, it was 10 or 11 months, and then I went and did a show with them on, in Treasure Island in San Francisco. And I showed up clean-shaven, walked on stage, Nobody knew who I was. Like, it was amazing. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like <laughs> looking at me, my, my stage manager and backline guy, James. Hey, James Nugent. Um, he looked at me like, who are you and what are you doing on my stage? And I was like, hey, man. And it blew his mind. He, he couldn't so, believe it. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the beard. Well, I think I like you should it. give it a shot and maybe grow it back, man. Mm. There's a certain power that comes with a beard, you know? I mean, I experienced a little bit of that. Um, but I, I'm okay. I'm okay with my new role in life awesome. as a clean-shaven man. Well, I'm so. glad you you can live beardless now. Sorry, um, we're we're all hopped yeah, up on coffee. Yeah, I'm we, kind of going off on a tangent. Yeah, yeah. we've been drinking this high-quality coffee over here. I'm wired up right now. Yeah. Um, but it but it is delicious. So let's oh, get back yeah. into Atlanta oh, yeah. backline a little bit. And I know that you've been doing this how how long now? Almost 15. Actually, February of next year will be 15 years. Wow. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yes. Um, I used to work at a place called Mo's and Joe's. It's a little place in the Highlands. It's been around for about 2,000 years. And, no. uh, you know, I waited tables, tended bar there. Yes. And um, one of my regulars, this guy, uh, Jack Persinger, and his then wife, Donna, um, they, he worked in the backline industry and had been for a long time. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, I was in a band. I was actually in a couple of bands, touring a little bit and playing a lot and uh, really wanted to get out of the service industry because it was just, you know, I was going to work at 6 or 7 p.m. It's grueling. It really is. Yeah. And um, going, you know, getting out of there at like 4, 4.30 in the morning and then sleeping half the day. And so I just wanted to get out of it. Um, I wanted to get out of the long hours and all that stuff. And uh, I got into another industry, Backline, that's 
I work long hours and go to bed at four or five o'clock in the morning. But um, he did one for another. Yeah, and I never really understood what backline meant. And he would always tell me, and I just kind of in one ear and out the other. But finally, he was like, you know, when you show up and there's a drum kit that you can use, that's backline. And I'm like, oh, I love that. I love like not taking. I love not loading my hardware in and out of places. And you know that as a drummer, oh, it's yeah. annoying. Unless Hardware's it's like heavy. The worst kit waiting for you. Oh, you show, show up. up and it's like a <laughs> cosmic percussion. Yes. Um, I was going to oh. say that too, but I don't want to like throw them under the bus. But No, know. no, they're really good. They do really good for what they are. Yes. You know, they're great for kids and beginners and, and apparently some uh, intermediate yeah. drummers. They're great. <laughs> Trademark. Get a, um, <laughs> get, a, get a better drum set. No, but, you know, whatever you can get your hands on, start playing on. Yeah. So he took me over to the warehouse at the place he worked, which was Avatar Events Avatar. Group. Avatar. Um, I worked there, ended up working there. Actually, that first day, um, I started, and I just kept going back. And, you know, eventually, a couple weeks later, met one of the owners, and um, I just – Stayed working there. So you met started a lot of friends. Bottom of the bottom. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Loading, loading, building kits. Yes. And um, yeah, it was good. I love my biggest things is like I love to travel. I love to travel. I love to travel. Um, I appreciate good food, mm. great coffee, yeah. and um, so wow, I can work in a place where I get to play with drums and all these other toys, guitar amps, guitars keyboards, DJ gear, all this stuff, and I get to travel? Are you kidding me? So, yeah, and then I worked there for about nine and a half years. Um, and then towards the end, it was just, you know, like you like you work in a lot of places, you, you know, you begin butting heads with people inside the office or whatever, and it was just time to do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, I mentioned Mark Brown earlier. Yes. Um, he worked there for about seven years. And um, he was friends with one of the other owners, and he uh, he actually retired early. He used to run Hank Aaron's car dealerships and his personal businesses okay. and that sort of thing. Um, so and he was, he was he was good fine he was fine financially. Yes, yes. yeah, he was fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, he was really tied to the entertainment industry. One, he actually grew up in New York City during the whole punk rock era. Okay, friends, yeah, all that yeah, Maxis, yeah, Kansas City, yeah. all that stuff, and. Um, He's friends with like the New York Dolls and all these people from back then, and uh, and then when he worked for Hank Aaron, he always handled like the um, all the people who came in and bought cars that were celebrities, especially on the music side. Gotcha. So he knew all the rock and rollers, rappers, all this stuff uh, from here. He and he when you meet him, he was a really corporate looking dude. Interesting. But he, um, I mean, he's he was friends with Ti and and all, like I said, all these rock and roll punk rock people that I that I look up to. Um, and uh, it was really cool. But he worked there about seven years, and then he and I, while we were completely opposite personality-wise, different ages, all this stuff, we really worked well together. And um, Which I find that happens. I see that dynamic happen yeah. frequently where two, you know, you, you, don't, you want to find somebody that isn't just like you. Right. Right? right. That kind of matches the things that you don't have or yeah. vice versa so that you make a good team. And, and it's funny because you don't really look for that. Yes. It just kind of happens it, it, it organically to, and, yeah. and that. So, but um, there towards the end of our tenure working for them, we, um, I almost actually went to work for another company in Nashville called Soundcheck. Okay. It was close. I mean, I had went to the NAMM show that year. They ended up whining and dining me basically. That whole crew, I'm still close friends with them. They're awesome. <clears throat> but um, at the time, my um, I was married, and my wife didn't want to move to Nashville. Um, and it was just this moment 
where Mark and I like had a serious conversation is like, we want to do this. What does that mean? Yeah. And so we went and got a loan and um, had a commercial and business attorney draw up a plan and platform for us. And we actually presented the guys over there an offer. We sat down and um, long story short, in a nutshell, they turned it down. And so we took the you know money that we had gotten and opened up Atlanta Backline. Like, okay. like that, that was on a Friday, March 29th, and we opened tu- Tuesday, April 1st of 2014. That, like, written down somewhere. It was, it was a moment. It was definitely yeah, a moment. A you know? moment. I kind of yeah. want to expound on that a little bit. How did you get to that moment? You know, and mm-hmm. you can, you can kind of, you know, encapsulate this, if you will. But yeah. how did you, uh, you know, it's something I like to talk about on this show because sure. I, like to, I like to open it up and let people who are listening understand, you know, these things aren't just going to, they're not just going to happen, right? right? You had to, somewhere along that seven years of work for this other company, yeah. you, something in your mind said, oh, I'm getting how this is working. Right. I'm understanding this process, and I think I could do it just as good you or know, better, you know? Ulti- ultimately, we, it was going into that meeting, and, you know, we want, what we wanted to do What's the best way to explain it? We really wanted to, we, the offer was to buy the name and the inventory. Got you. We didn't want, like, the vehicles, any property. Um, and there's, the, you know, and I'm not, I don't want to air out any laundry, whether it's dirty or clean, because, sure. you know, I had a, a really mostly great time working there, mm-hmm. and it taught me a lot. Um, <clears throat> but um, it was just, th- there was a lot of internal things happening there that made it, kind of stressful and, and difficult at times. Absolutely. And I really wanted to focus on the actual backline, keeping it, you know, getting all the new stuff, relegating some older equipment, you know, putting things in cases. And um, there was a lot of things going on there that wouldn't allow us to do that for whatever reason, finances, whatever. Yeah. So we went to the table with them and the whole idea was really, let's go into this meeting, anything can happen. We, they could say, Yes, this sounds like a good plan. Right. No, we don't like this. Let's, or, you know, maybe we start a festival division. Because we, the whole thing was made basically just to focus in. Instead of doing, there was, you know, the owners had like audio companies and risers and yeah. restaurants and all this stuff. And spread out. Spread out. Yeah. And so when you spread your team really thin, it, it, I felt like it was really showing. So... We just wanted to do it a different way, gotcha. um, and it could have been with or without them. And then it, the meeting just kind of went sideways, and here we are, yeah, yeah <laughs> five so, and a half years later. Yeah, it's so. like, all right, at that point, we got to make a decision: are we going to go out on our own? Yeah. And but you guys felt like you had the game plan. I yeah, it was a little. It was the <laughs> yeah. We well, we got a um, when we did it, um, we we did it with a fifty thousand dollar loan which that we got a from lot, a bank, which right? is not a lot. Yeah. And it was really a crapshoot. You know, I have um, one of the things I love about this industry is working with the manufacturers, and the manufacturers have usually uh, one person or a couple people that are artist relations. Gotcha. And that's we're kind of the con- we've we've kind of become the conduit between the artist like yourself, right, um, and the manufacturer. So for you, you play CNC drums, and I, I know your artist CNC baby CNC, and that is a. Uh, and Tim's artist relations guys, Jake Cardwell and also Bill Cardwell. That's CNC. Yes. Um, I know those guys. So you say, or I get a writer. Hey, I play CNC drums. I call up Jake. Hey, is this weird guy really an endorser of yours? Yeah. Can you hook him up? And I take care of him. So 
And because of that, we yeah, get yeah, he's weird. But yeah, give him I know, a kick. I know. Just don't, just tell him to cover his stuff up because we don't want him representing us. No, um, but it's really because of that and the relationships um, built over the years, we were able to get special deals with them, yeah. which otherwise we wouldn't be able to afford to buy gotcha. all this inventory and stuff. You've worked so. just as hard on your relationships as you have the gear, yeah. and your inventory. I think, I mean, any you can buy this gear. It's not like. Right. It's not professional gear. You don't have to be a NASA scientist to go to Guitar Center and buy an Ampeg Classic head. Gotcha. Anybody can own it, mm -hmm. but it's really about the relationships and stuff. Yeah. And then that part to me is fun. I don't like doing inventory. I don't like... Uh, doing taxes. Taxes are terrible. <laughs> God, I spent all day yesterday doing taxes. Um, but yeah, that the relationship part, the hanging out part, there's a big convention every year, the NAM show mm -hmm. in Anaheim. I've gone to it since 2007. I love it. Yes. It's like a toy store and all my industry friends are in one place. Yeah. It's really fun. So that's awesome. Man. Yeah. So we kind of jumped off the diving board together and with a little bit of money and um, a little bit of hope and a lot of hard work. A lot and, of hard work, right? Yeah. We scrambled and got a, a, a little 1,700 square foot um, loft. It's what we could find. Uh, over in Decatur. And that's what you started. We started in there, and um, it was crazy. That was so. That was so intense. We, we, we had no business being in that place. It was. We shared a parking lot with like, all these other mom and pop businesses, including a gym. And those people, we had you know our box truck in the parking lot loading it. And those people were so mad at us every day. It was crazy. And it's all these like, very nice Decatur people. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> Very so, prim and proper. Yeah. Talk oh, yeah. behind your back. Yeah. Look um, at all these guys dressed in black and a box truck in my way. <laughs> Jesus. So you kind of grew it from from that loft. Yeah. When were you able to move out here? Into, Let's see. You know? Hmm. I want to say we moved, it was just over a year. Okay. So we went from 1,700 square feet to 10,800. Upgrade. Yeah. It was kind of like. The whole thing, well, let's go ahead and buy a pair of 42-size pants because we're going to just get fat and fill it up, yeah. you know, so. And, um, yeah, so we just recently, we're actually sitting in a, the, a new unit. Mm -hmm. this, is a, this is another, I think, 4,600 square feet. Because you're um, filling up the other one. Well, I had, we do a lot of band storage as well. So when yes. bands are not on tour, where does this stuff go? Mm -hmm. It's not going to go in your garage, right? No. So we do all the band storage over here, and I've moved my office over here because I'm just in everybody's way next door. Um, so you also yeah. are making moves in other states, am I correct? Yeah, so, um, so well, because of Mark's passing, I'm now the sole proprietor of Atlanta Backline. Um, and then there was a opportunity that presented itself a couple of summers ago with my friend Ed Taylor, who we've, he owned Carolina Backline and Audio. Okay. Um, great company. He opened it in 2003 with his son, Ethan. And um, a couple of summers ago, he answered the phone. What, do you, what was it? He said, Carolina Backline and Audio. Or no, he said, Atlanta Backline, Charlotte Division. And we, we laughed. And he's like, actually, I'm a little serious. And basically, he was, um, I think, turning 62 or 5, I forget which, but he was wanting to retire. Yeah. And his wife worked very hard with him um, over the years. And so after about a year, we worked it all out. And me... Um, Jonathan James, Tony Clark, and David Sanders out of Charleston, who owns Charleston Backline. We bought Ed in October of 2018, and um, we rebranded just a little bit. We bought about half of his inventory. We 
he kept the audio portion, so we're just Carolina Backline. Okay. It's actually called the, the legal name is Carolina Backline, an ABC company. Because we've got plans. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been really fun um, spending tons of money on hotels and stuff up there for yeah. all of our techs going back and forth. Yeah. So we bought a actually we bought a condo in April. So now we have a three bedroom place to stay Goodness. in Charlotte. And if any of you want to go to Charlotte, <laughs> I've got a place to stay. Let's go. Um, but yeah, it's it's really um, we're doing a lot of fun stuff up there. And Charlotte is. Um, you know, it's a much smaller city than Atlanta, but it is booming and it's really fun. There's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of yeah. stuff going on up there, and it's just yeah. a fun place to hang out and learn new restaurants and and all the new scenes. Yeah, yeah it's I a like great it. city. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then just throw it in there. Isn't there? Am I correct? Isn't there a South Carolina one or something like that? Well, too? that's that's our partner David Sanders. Okay. He owns. Well, it's been called Rhythm Section Backline since. Oh my God, he opened two weeks before 9/11. I don't know how he, oh my God, I don't know how he, that's just intestinal fortitude, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, he opened up Rhythm Section Backline, and over the last year or two, he's rebranded it as um, Charleston Backline. Okay. So, but that's just him. And right, well, people, if you're in these states, make sure this is where you're getting your stuff from. We have stuff, we have the Southeast covered. Feel free to give us that's a call. That's right, that's right. At 1-800-TACOS. No. So, Obviously, you're growing at a exponential rate now. Yes, it's kind of scary. So, exactly. So, yeah. talk a little bit. How do you make sure you've got the reins? Um, it's really about your people. That's what it is. Um, it's wow. investing in people. Yeah. Um, here, you know, the, the growth of Atlanta Backline has it's almost gotten away. It's we've almost outrun our headlights a couple of times, and we've had to like, oh my god, like. You know, last year we got six men. They do all these cruises, and it's forced us to grow faster than we probably should have. Right. That we've. Um, I'm, I'm very thankful to Jack Prince and Ethan over at Six Man that, um, you know, given us a chance because so they knew we we're a smaller company. There, you know, there there's other large companies, especially going out of the ports of like Miami and stuff that they go out of that could have serviced it, and they took a you know a shot with us, and and I'm so thankful. But man, I've done more like 30 hour days and like multiple nights of not sleeping, getting gear for the kiss tour, the kiss cruise and just making sure it's all it's happening. just stuff happening. Yeah it's, yeah. it's been cool, but really it's about people. Yes. So I've, I've, um, I love that. Yeah. You know, and it's one thing to invest in gear, but, um, I've got a really great operations manager and I've hired three more full-time people this year. Um, which is, you know, it's stressful for the business because now you're, you're forcing the business to produce, so that you can, you know, you got you got people Over that you're responsible now. for. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Um, it's terrifying. Are, are on the team <laughs> at this point. Are so we've got. Um, JJ, uh, JJ, Sebastian, Matt, Vanessa. So we've got like five, I think, full time people, and then a gaggle of contract people who, you know, we've got four or five, six people, guys and girls who are here mostly, and then we have a bunch of just amazing people who. When they're not on tour or they're here, they'll, you know, we can call on them and they can just go. Big time. They're, they're just backline assassins. Yeah, we know a couple uh, yeah. of them, like yeah. Joe from Mighty and people like that. Yes. Who can come yeah. In and, and Joe's and, awesome. He's got the greatest uh, Tom Selleck mustache ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, he's a stud. He but, is a stud. Um, you know, it's cool, too, that you're able to provide. You know, it's hard to find a job sometimes when you're always going, all right, I might be gone 
for a month, yeah. you know, a few weeks from now. And no one, yeah. a lot of times people don't want to hire musicians that are going to, who are trying to live this life on the road and put, yeah. their, put their time and effort into that. So I do appreciate that you've provided an environment where people like that can come in and still be working with gear yeah. and things that they enjoy, you know, and that it's very akin to the life they already live, but it's also a nice stable thing that they can do when they're off the road. It's mostly stable. I mean, (laughs) we're talking about growth, right? So during the cruise season, there's also all these festivals we do. So there was one week where we had like 28 techs working at the same time. But then what happens is, you know, you have a little couple week lull, two, three week lull in the summer. And now you've got a bunch of people who need work. And and, and there's, there's, um, Managing the managing people aspect on that, you know, for yeah. that part of yeah. uh, the growth is really hard, and and, it, and it's kind of disappointing sometimes because you want you don't want anybody to like go hungry, you know. And we all work hard, and it just you know, so that's that's part of the whole growth process it is. too. So, it is. And, and I'm sure the managing people <clears throat> aspect is probably harder or just yeah. as hard as managing. because they're all your friends and yes. family. You know, it's yeah. it, we have a, a I feel like a really good culture here, and people are happy. But everybody needs work, and so that's juggling that. It's 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 hard. It's hard, you know, on your emotions and and stuff. Because you're like, man, I really want to give you forty hours a week every week, but it may yeah. only be fifteen or twenty hours yeah. or a show. Mm-hmm. And then, and all the companies deal with that, you know, whether it's backline companies or audio companies or any kind of companies like this that are um, not seasonal, but just. It, it's open ended. It's like it's a revolving Easter door of people. Yeah, of stuff, yeah. So know? we're trying to we're trying to get better, uh, and by having the new Charlotte location, we're able to to send people work up there too. Got you. So so yeah. so ABC is kind of, you know, at this burgeoning. You mm-hmm. know, you guys have grown a lot. Um, where would you like to see things kind of continue from here on? Are you do? You, I mean, obviously, like you said, you're pretty maxed out. Can you see yourself? Acquiring more, growing more. Yeah, or we're going to try to keep it um, <laughs> here. I for would a like while. to grow it a little bit more, maybe yeah. another ten or fifteen percent. But what I would like to do now that we have our inventory control system in is really just get it streamlined and efficient and stable. Um, and we're trying to grow a little more to one of the new hires, um, Vanessa. She's bilingual, so we're tapping into the Spanish-speaking market. Oh, cool. That I think is. Um, there's, there's not really an attention to detail paid to it. And there's a million people here who speak Spanish. Yeah. And while they may not speak English, they also want certain size DW drums and Absolutely. specific Fender amps. So Absolutely. let's let's tap into not that. Not to so. mention all the international festivals and things like oh, that. Oh, it's that amazing. It's starting to now. And, yeah. you know, we've gotten to I mean, What was the festival ago. you were talking about earlier? The um, the cream cheese festival or something? No, no, no. The um, pimento cheese pimento festival, cheese festival yeah. right? That's coming up pretty soon. I know. Yeah. I really want to get into all of the food festivals. I want to do it. Like, I don't care if it's like macaroni and cheese fest or, man, give me a taco festival. Hey, I wow, love tacos. Yum. Yeah, I'm getting hungry. Yeah, <laughs> we, lasagna festival. You should Let's absolutely do it. come to that too. The pimento yeah. cheese. What's not to like about? Are it? you going to be there? I'm going to be there. Oh, definitely going to be yeah, there. So. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see ABC continue to grow and to become more and more of that go-to Atlanta staple. How do you kind of continue to build that just by, like you said, building the relationships and... Well, clients, whether it be production companies, you know, the guys that have all the audio and staging, or if it's like a Live Nation or, 
if it's a band, um, there there are options here in town. Yes, sir. And you know, I think it's if you just provide good equipment with a good attitude, and you're on time. Yeah. Three yeah. keys to success. Right yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I you know again, it comes back to just making it efficient and stable. Yeah. Hopefully, a healthy company. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I don't I don't necessarily want to like keep growing at this kind of pace that we have over the last like especially like year and a half. Yeah. I'm happy with where we are. Yes. I'd like to grow at like 10 or 15 more percent. Let's take that and just streamline it and make it more efficient. Big time. Focus on that and just let's uh, just pack drums and test DJ gear and get rained on and get sunburns. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, I love it. It's been such a pleasure to see your outfit growing. Thank you. And the su success that you've been having. Um, and I do think so much of it is about the people aspect and how you manage your relationships with all these people coming through here. And, and it's obvious that you've built a good reputation and a good client. I appreciate based that off of those things. So, um, man, it's been such a pleasure yeah. to have you on and to just hear some of what you've gone through to get this company from its infancy stages to a full production outfit now that services. I mean, you guys do everything pretty much sports events, I mean, you it's been it. the year of the sporting event yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You gotta get me into some of these sporting events, man. We'll put you in a road case. Come on. <laughs> um, but thank you again this, uh, to Brian Acres for being on the show, and I want you to just plug your stuff real quick at the end here, where people can find you. Okay. Um, your 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 handles, your Instagrams, and that. Oh yeah. So um, we're Atlanta Backline Company. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, uh, it's Atlanta Backline, actually. And then there's also Carolina Backline. Um, and then um, AtlantaBackline.com. Mm -hmm. Pretty simple, pretty basic. Pretty easy, people. Make sure you check them out. Make sure if you've got some backline needs, uh, you, you come to ABC and get taken care of if you're in Atlanta. That's very um, sweet of you. Thank you. Thank you again so much <laughs> for your time and the delicious coffee. Woo! We're going to have a little bit more as soon as we turn these mics off. Hey, we want to thank you again for checking out the Tim Berry Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure to subscribe, rate us, review us, love us, check us out, and keep listening to the episodes. Thanks.